guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, O-Club. It's your host, Brad Silliker, just coming at you solo for the next few minutes. I am currently away at our district's family camp, which means all of the Nazarene churches from across Atlantic Canada have all gathered at Big Lake Camp for the week. And we started last, or we started Monday, and we're going until this Sunday night, which kind of makes it difficult to do some recording. And so what I've done is I put together an interview I did with some leaders and students that went to the NYC Nazarene Youth Conference 2019 trip. And I just wanted to share that audio with you. And then uh, Lord willing, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program with the bald man and and the beard, no, the bald eagle and the beard man. Oh, I'm, I haven't slept in so long. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy the interview and I'll see you on the other end. Kevin, I've got all the microphones out here for them. And guys, I'm going to ask that when we toss a question out, that, um, that you grab a mic. There's one, for, one mic for two of you. You can share. I think you guys can figure that out and, and speak into the mic. Even though, Nicole, you say you're really loud, I will neither confirm nor deny that because I value my life. <laughs> right? That was a, uh-huh. I wasn't born yesterday. Um, how you guys all doing? Good. Good. Now, uh, there's two that are missing from our group from Oxford. Reed Godfrey. Nope. Reed Primo is uh, in Ontario right now. And so he wasn't able to be with us. And Kaylee McNutt was another one from Oxford that uh, she's actually at Camp Pegwiak right now. And so she isn't able to be here tonight. We did record with her Friday night and with a few of them. Um, we kind of did a walkthrough for some of this and we did a little recording and it, we'll see how our time is on the end. Her video wound up being seven minutes and I cut like 10 minutes off it. Um, so we'll, we'll see how our time is doing, but, um, but she also had a really great time. So I guess the first question that, uh, that is open to you guys is why on earth did you want to, oh, and sorry, I should say this. Mallory Anderson, let's all welcome Mallory to the stage. Hey, Mallory. Uh, Mallory is from the Lutz Mountain Church of the Nazarene. She was there and I, I, I saw her sitting there and I just said, do you want to come and join the, the NYC group and, and share a little bit? Uh, so I'm wondering, guys, why on earth did you want to go to Phoenix, Arizona to this NYC thing? I guess no one wanted to. <laughs> Anybody want to take that question on why you want... Seriously, a few of you practiced this already. I was going because my two kids were gone. That was the initial... Microphone. Reason. The initial reason was because my two kids were gone. You can pick the microphone up. <laughs> so, you, so you went because your kids were going. Mallory? Um, I heard about NYC probably for the past couple of years. It's always been talked about in our church. And they always kind of talk about, our congregation is always trying to like get our youth more involved. So it's definitely like, probably when I was like 12, they were already starting to be like, NYC is coming up, make sure you go to NYC. So yeah. So I just kind of heard about it for the past couple of years. And so when I came of age, it was like an easy decision to go. Very cool. Thanks, Mallory. Uh, anybody else down the line? Why you want to go? Michael, why did you want to go? To grab a mic and let us know, old boy. The experience. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear that. 
The experience. For the experience? What does that mean? Just to see what it would be like with all the different teams from different places all coming together. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do a take two on that. Kevin, you're gonna, can you hear him out there? No. I want you to know that I can't, and I'm sitting up here with him. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Hi. You want to try that again? So, Michael, why did you want to go to NYC? I want to go for the experience and all the teams from different places. Okay. All coming together. Awesome. All right. That's, that's a cool reason to want to go. Yeah. I'm just going to go down the line so you can all just get prepared. Lindsay! Well, I went as a teenager, so um, I knew how great it was when I had gone, and I have gone since then as a leader. So when Brad said he wanted another leader to go who had some experience of having gone before, though I don't know if it's that helpful. <laughs> it was extremely um, helpful. Um, I did say I would go, and Caden was going this time, so that way we could both go to one together. And when you went to the one in Texas, did Jenna go to that as well? No. Has Jenna gone to it? This is yes. awkward now. Has Jenna, she gone to it? Jenna NYC? was the only one that I haven't gone with. I've gone well, to we'll, all the other three out of four. Well, we'll get her as a leader <laughs> for the next one in four years. And you? Sound like a plan? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was funny because Lindsay had, a, I think, a great time. But it was funny talking with her because in the, in, her language changed to, she would always say, this is the last time. <laughs> this will be the last time or something like that, you know, sitting in the airplane. Well, this will be the last time I'm at an NYC with, with you and, uh, and all. Anyway, we'll see if we can get her again in four years. Mitchell, oh boy, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Good. Yeah. There is no really um, reason I went. It was just ever since I have heard of it, I was just going. It was just a fact. So I'm like, okay, I'm excited for that. You so were excited was... that your mother forced you into going. Yeah. yeah. Nicole, teach me. So yeah, I really didn't have a choice, so I just like you know had to have the experience. But the experience was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, no, no spoilers. We'll on, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Very cool. Caden, how about you? Well, I had heard. <laughs> I had heard good things about it. <laughs> so I just thought I'd give it a try and see what it was like. You heard a lot about it. Mm -hmm. It was all good. Yep. And you want, and so you were gonna give it a try. Yeah. And go. All right. Um, one of the questions that we asked on Friday night was kind of what you expected. So, you know, kind of, we were flying, you know, we talked about going to the Grand Canyon, uh, 9,000 people that were there, um, 49 degree weather. And, oh, it's a dry, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a dry heat. It, uh, 25 with humidity here feels worse than that 49. It's, it's like a hairdryer in your face. Yeah. Like your eyeballs are like drawing out as you walk. Did you expect that? Did you expect, because we knew it was going to be hot, but did you expect that it would be like that? No, I just, I didn't, I'm, having never experienced, having always had humidity in it, I, no. But even Cuba, we've been to Cuba and it's hotter there, but it's just not the same thing. Uh, so guys, let me, the question is, what did you expect um, going? Or what were your expectations? Thank you, Nicole. That nobody would fall in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> we'll talk about that. That was my initial expectation, because <laughs> I was a little nervous. Um, but I was excited to see how many teens were going to be there, all for the same reason that they were all worshiping the one God. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to see that. All right. 
Mallory, did you have any expectations? You've heard about it since, you know, for the last four years. So what did you expect? Um, I knew that there were going to be people from a lot of different places, like a lot of different places, some places that I didn't even hear of. I didn't know where that was. I had to like ask them. Um, so I knew there was going to be like a crazy variety of people. And like, it was exactly like, yeah. It was definitely like told to us. Like there was a lot of different people from different places that I had never heard of. So Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, it was very cultural. Michael, what about what about you? I had no idea. And that's totally okay. You had no idea what to expect. You I just went have fun. Yeah. You had no idea. Had you ever flown before? Yes. Oh. I forget how you did on the flight. I spent most of my time sitting beside Caden just trying to sleep <laughs> and keep the plane in the air by my sheer will. I was sleeping. You were sleeping? Yeah. Awesome. Nicole slept on the plane. <laughs> Do you know how we knew? This is how we, let me, let me show you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, is there a wildebeest loose in the... This is your captain speaking. We seem to have a wild animal. I didn't hear Kathleen, so I'm sorry to say, Nicole, uh, that actually hurt my throat. <clears> throat> uh, uh, <laughs> Linz, yeah, I know we've got water. Linz, you you've gone in different capacities, yes. so so I, I kind of knew what I was, what to expect, what kind of event. I mean, they're all different, so it's you can never know exactly, yeah. and, and how the kids will, how they'll do, and how they'll experience it. But. Sure. Mitchell, ow, Mitchell, what about you? Uh, did you expect, what did you expect? Well, I kind of expected to be like one con, only bigger. One, the one conference that we've gone to, yeah. that's got a couple thousand people in yeah. Moncton. And to me, it was kind of like the same, like the big crowds in the stadium. So it kind of just felt like I've done it before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Caden, what about you? Well, to tell you the truth, I really didn't expect anything. Not, I don't mean that as in I expected nothing. I didn't mean... How that make sense? I didn't mean that it was going to be bad. I meant that I never thought about it, really. But I did expect it to be hotter. Believe it or not, I thought it would be a lot warmer than it was. Yep. So that's pretty much my only expectation. Who was it from our group that thought there would be sand? That thought, was, it Kay, no, was, it, was it Kaylee thought we would literally be in the middle of the desert with sand all around us? You thought so as well? Desert. Well, I mean, that there was desert nearby. Uh, so let's get to the good stuff here. Um... Oh, by the way, for those of you wondering, I expected to bring 52 people to Phoenix and bring 52 people home. That, that was my expectation, and we did that. Praise the Lord. Not sure if they're the same people, but, uh, but we brought the right numbers back. I, I'm wondering, I, the next two questions that I have are kind of a fun highlight of maybe an event or something that we got to do that you enjoyed that you'd like to share. And then after that, I'd like to kind of ask you about more about the spiritual of, of what you experienced uh, about that. If God spoke to you, if you, know, uh, if you spoke to him, if you connected with him, and, uh, and, and then we'll talk about that. So the first question I have is, did you have a highlight? Was there something that was just a fun thing for you that, that stood out? We don't have to keep going in the order of this way. If you just have something and want to grab a mic, go for it. Because there was a lot that happened uh, during that time. 
um, for myself, it opened my eyes to the whole Nazarene world. Um, <clears throat> I was raised Catholic. I got married united. I went Presbyterian. I finally came here and finally felt like I was at home. And there I was just opened up to a whole new world and the fact that every Nazarene knows one another and <laughs> they have friends everywhere. And there's, it, it's incredible. It's literally an entire family. And I met people from the States that I felt comfortable talking to. Yep. I felt, met people from across Canada that I had a common bond with. And to me, that was really awesome because for somebody who has gone to so many different churches, I finally found the one for me. And mm -hmm. that just solidified everything. I will say um, that is the one thing that sets our denomination apart, it seems like, across the world, is that the Nazarene church is a family. And, Unbelievable. And, and where, wherever you go and you find a Nazarene church, you immediately are welcomed. Mm -hmm. that, that is one of our strengths as the Church of the Nazarene. So that's really cool that you picked up on that. I absolutely loved it, and that was definitely a huge eye-opener for myself, which I'm grateful that I experienced. I loved it. Absolutely. Uh, anybody else? A highlight of an event or an activity that you participated in? Um, for me, I we we made a lot of stops, like to like different places around Arizona and just different outings. Um, so instead of getting um, T-shirts or souvenirs from every place, um, me and a girl from my district, Jocelyn, decided to um, just get stickers and then put them all in our NYC water bottle that we were given. And I think that was a highlight because now that I can like bring this home and people people will ask me about it because I'll take it everywhere with me mm -hmm. and then, then I can get into detail and like actually explain like, oh, I went to NYC and this is what we did and this is what happens. That's So you're using the water bottle as an opportunity yeah. to share Jesus. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So let me just make sure I got that. So <laughs> instead, instead of getting just Arizona souvenirs, yeah. you made a decision to use something that would be a conversation starter to to tell someone about Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. <laughs> I have my next sermon too. <laughs> Can I borrow that water bottle? I've got one too. Michael, what about you? Did you have fun? Yes. Okay, Lindsay. No, Michael, come on. Um, I would say mine was Newsboys and seeing the Grand Canyon. So the concert with the, with the Newsboys, yeah. that was a surprise. No one knew they were playing. Nope. Until they announced it right before they came up. That was nope. super cool. Um, and, and then you say the Grand Canyon. What was it about the Grand Canyon that was so cool? It was like 3D. It was like, didn't look real, but it looked real. Has anyone here been to the Grand Canyon before? It, just us on the platform. Oh, Todd, have you been there? When you were there, did it look unreal? What I mean by that is, for me, when I looked at it, it looked like a painting or a picture. Everything was so still and the light didn't really change. And it just, it didn't look, it was hard to fathom or grasp just how big that hole is. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad someone agrees. <laughs> um, so Michael, the Grand Canyon was a highlight for you? Yep. Getting you home from the Grand Canyon was a highlight for me. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know, go ahead, Lindsay. It was touch and go for a while, wasn't it? Oh. Todd, you wouldn't want to take 50 people there, would you? <laughs> but it was, it was amazing. So I think that was definitely one of the highlights for me. I had 
few, really. Um, Please. One, one was getting to take uh, Caden to the Hard Rock Cafe. Nah. <laughs> he, he might seem quite quiet and, you know, calm about things. Well, he wasn't when he got in there. He literally stopped at the doorway and his eyes got huge. And I was like, what has happened to Caden? <laughs> so, but that was really, that last day we had some extra time and we just kind of got to go around the city a little bit with Nicole and Michael um, and just kind of experience Phoenix a little and just get to spend some time together. So that was, that was a good time for us. And, uh, and Caden really didn't mind the heat. No, he didn't. Lindsay and I went well. to cool off in Starbucks and Caden chose to sit outside in the heat. Oh, I don't like coffee, so <laughs> I didn't want to go in. Um, and the one other thing was our, our, um, our mission with others while we were there this, this year was Cuba. It was yeah. packing crisis care kits for Cuba of all places. So, of course, that was something very um, special to me. And one of the speakers that was there, um, of course, he's, he's talking all about Cuba and everything. And afterwards, as we're packing stuff up, I thought, well, I wonder, you know, how much Spanish he really speaks because he had a translator. So when he came over and he was taking our picture, I asked him, you know, what, what part of Cuba are you from? And he did speak some English. Um, so he said, well, I'm from Western Cuba, some place that I've never heard of. But he said, are you, are you the one that goes to Osmel's church? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was, it was just really nice to, to have that connection. He knows Osmel. And, and so that was really, that was very cool. That's awesome. Mitchell, how about you? What was a highlight for you? Well, I really liked the, the T-shirts. All the kids got like two T-shirts from their district and they could trade them to other kids. So, I mean, I only traded one of them. I sold the other one. But, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's go back on that for a second. You traded one. We gave yeah. you two. One to keep, one to trade. And what happened? Well, a kid offered me 30 bucks in American for it. Yeah. So you traded one. Yeah. And then you sold one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And started a black market while we were there. Basically, uh, yeah. I wish I was kidding. It, so at, at these events... Everybody has T-shirts made from their specific district, and some of them are really nice, and some of them are just okay. But the Canadian T-shirts are always a hot commodity because there's so many Americans, and and they just love Canada anything. So, um, so our we were we were like, here's one. The last time we went in 2015, it was just one T-shirt. And whatever you did with it, you know, try to keep it for picture day. But other than that, so this time we're like, okay, one to trade, one to keep. And I'm not kidding. I was watching money all over the place. People had like taped off sections of the floor and were laying t-shirts down and selling t-shirts. People found tables and set up little shops selling t-shirts. And our boys were right in the thick of it. And... and and we're like, there was so many moments where with the leaders were like, okay, well, what do we do about this? I mean, they're buying, one person bought a pair of sunglasses for, th is that person in the room? That would be Mitchell. Mitchell. And it was for 20 bucks. You spent $20 on a pair of free sunglasses that a university was giving away. It was the money I made off the t-shirt. Oh my soul. So there's this whole economy that goes on. It's all T-shirt based until Canada got there, started throwing that monopoly money at them. And oh yes, he sold a five-dollar Canadian bill for a ten-dollar American bill. <laughs> uh, we have something to learn from that boy. 
My goodness. Uh, we, we need, anyway, I'll leave, I'll leave that right where it is. We were selling our money. We were selling our clothes. It's amazing we came back with anything. It's amazing we made it back, actually. Uh, all right, so the t-shirts, that was a highlight for you. It was a lot of fun. Do you still have any of those t-shirts? Yeah, I got, um, I got one from Central California. And did you actually make any money when things were over? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, Caden. Well, the bands, of course, were a highlight. And I did like Hard Rock Cafe. That was pretty cool. But I think what I enjoyed the most was on the way to and from the Grand Canyon. That We had a tour guide on the bus, but it was cool going through the mountains. And he'd say, now in whatever year, the Apache Indians and the Navajos or whatever fought there and did this. And it was cool to see the history around Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, that was, that guy was, how long was the bus ride? Uh, Four hours. Four hours, one way. And he spoke the whole time and gave us information about everything and told stories. And I thought this was interesting. This wasn't a Christian tour company that we booked uh, the bus and the tour guide and all that with, but wouldn't you know it, he was a Christian. And so when he was talking about the Grand Canyon, because um, you may or may not know, Grand Canyon is used to promote evolution. And yeah. right, like that's one of the main areas that, that evolution is, is uh, anyway, taught. And so when he would give us facts, I was, I was so nervous when he started talking because I'm like, he's going to start, you know, reading from the textbook about millions and billions of years ago and, and all that. And I'm like, ah, oh, it just drives me nuts. And, and then, he, then he does this. He goes, now the textbook says whatever, whatever. However, you're not going to actually find that in any place but the textbook. And I'm like, ooh, I like this guy. So at one point, I was at the back of the bus, and I think I yelled, preach. And, uh, and he, was, he was excellent. That guy was phenomenal. I've never known as much about cactus as I know now. Yes, they're poisonous if you drink from them. Yeah, don't, don't ever drink from a cactus. It, the Westerns got it wrong. You, you don't open a cactus and start drinking from it. You'll die. Yep. So, so there. Because that's important for around here to know. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't eat yellow snow was another one, I think. All right, well... Uh, don't oh, play with the squirrels. Don't play with the squirrels. Remember at the Grand Canyon? Vaguely. Was that because the squirrels... They carry disease. They're the most dangerous they're squirrels like the in the world? They're the ones who, like... No, the, the squirrels were the most... They were the animals that hurt the most people. At the Grand Canyon? Yeah, the Grand Canyon. Squirrels. It was the gray squirrel that causes the most injury. Not falling. Not falling. <laughs> You'd really think it'd be falling at the Grand Canyon, but it's the squirrels it's that'll the get squirrels. you. Is that because they're so used to the humans? Was that what he was saying? That they're so used to the humans that they don't run away and then people get close and then... You get yeah, a... they were like, oh, a cute squirrel, but it would... Because they're big. So they right. They attack you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anybody... Wait, did we... We got all the highlights, yeah? For at least activity highlights? Okay. Uh, I would like to ask... <clears throat> obviously, there was a lot of fun, a lot of games. The video we watched showed it. You know, we went to the Grand Canyon... Uh, we saw all these bands, we had concerts, we had late nights, we had uh, black markets with t-shirts, <clears throat> we had all kinds of food and, and a lot of fun. However, the reason that we went, at least the leaders specifically, 
the reason that we all went and and, uh, and, and in the video some one of the one of the speakers said it that we're, we're here because we believe that following Jesus Christ is the greatest decision, the best decision you could ever make. So that's why we were in Phoenix. That's why we took the group of teens to Phoenix. At the end of the day, fun was had, but I'm really curious to know um, if you connected with God there. Because that was, for us, you know, you look at $2,000 and that sounds like a lot of money, but you can't put a price on on a moment with God where you're set aside, set apart from everything else, and he speaks to you. So my question is this, leaders and students, um, what was a, a spiritual highlight or what did God, you know, what did God say to you or what did you sense or did it, did it draw you closer to him? Uh, and, and so there's the question. If I phrased it simply, God highlight. Um, for me, it was probably, um, the worship in the evening, um, Royal Company, I have their sticker, Royal Company, who was the main worship band in the evenings and mornings, they were so energetic and enthusiastic and so into what they were singing, like every word. Um, and I think there was this one moment, um, in one of the evenings and it's like every song that they were singing, it was like it was exactly how I was feeling. And like, I just knew all the words immediately and I, I just knew what I needed to do. And I was just, I could just look around and see everyone else with their hands up and their eyes closed and not needing to look at the words, they were just feeling the moment. And I think that was super amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely where I think I felt his presence the most in the worship. That's awesome. That's all. Thank you, Mallory. Anyone else want to take a go at it? Sure. We had one period of time that we actually had a chance to quiet down. It was called the experience. Um, we went into this room, and the rule of it was you don't talk to your neighbor, don't look at your neighbor, don't do anything to your neighbor to ruin their concentration. And that was the only time during the whole period of time that you actually had a chance to sit down and be quiet and let your mind actually be with God and be with Jesus, that sort of thing. So during that time when you first walked in, there were some plants around the room and there were popsicle sticks inside the plants. And one side of the popsicle sticks said beloved. And you had to go around, you had to choose your popsicle stick. Um, for myself, I thought it was very fitting because my popsicle stick read pain and a lot of the other popsicle sticks had all different ones. But mine read pain and for myself, Anybody who knows my last couple of years, I have had a lot of pain. Um, I've dealt with an awful lot, but I feel like I've come out on the other side. And so for myself, that's where I had a chance to really connect and felt closest to Jesus at that point. If I, if I may, the, they had planters that had plants in it in the dirt and the popsicle sticks had on, the, on one end, it, it had something that you identified in yourself. And there was different things like pain, um, you know, maybe fear or uh, control kind of thing, like something negative that you would identify in your life that you're dealing with. And so you were to go find your stick of, of what, you know, what you felt it was. And then when you would pull it out on the other end, it would say something else that was a truth from God. So in your case, it said beloved. No, it said pain. Or, All the talks said beloved. 
Is that right? I added the opposite? How would you find... You must have got the mixed up one. Really? I thought, I thought the tops was the bad part. The tops were the bad and the part and underneath... Nicole. Well, mine. well, Nicole did it wrong. <laughs> mine said pain. The top of mine said beloved and the bottom said pain. Well, that would be, a, that would be disappointing to, to grab one that says beloved and then <laughs> see pain. But I'm glad that God spoke to you through that, though. Yes. That's fantastic. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, then, you know what? You grabbed the one popsicle stick that was reversed there for we go. you. There we go. That's cool. Uh, Lens, did you look like you were moving the mic? Um, I think for, for me, um, the best night was there was two uh, good friends, um, and one of them has had a terrible diagnosis. Um, he's not able to, to walk, and now he's not even able to use his hands. Um, and they were very good friends. And they, they'd gone to school together growing up. And the, the friend that was healthy, um, when he had heard about this diagnosis of the other friend, it's, it's something similar to ALS. It's not quite the same, but the same kind of progression. So they don't know how long he'll have. Um, and how angry he was, I think for two years. Did he say for yeah, two I years? How two he years. just could not deal um, with God giving this man this diagnosis and not healing him. And how, when he did realize later on, was that God was, was giving him an opportunity and that he was giving him the ability to work through and just to love on this friend with the time that he had. Um, and the things that they've done together in that time has just been amazing. Um, but that really reminded me of, of these past few months um, when we lost Marion from Cuba and how we all thought, well, how come she wasn't healed? But... We all went through a process, and she came to an understanding, and, and not a fear, of dying. And so that was, that really just kind of stood out to me as a, mm -hmm. as like a personal connection, so. Mitchell? Uh, believe it or not, I, I connected to the, the pre-show, like the, doing all the games and stuff. The pre-show? Yeah, the, yeah, because I thought it was, it was a perfect combination of like, going to church and going to a party. So I, I really like that. Thanks, Mitchell. Michael, Caden, what stood out to you in your, in your walk with the Lord? How was it impacted? Well, it was just nice to connect with God through the music. I know that's something that kind of reaches out to me. It was just nice to encounter him through that. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Caden. I would say I'm like with Caden on that too, like with the music and connecting with God and all the teams all worshiping at once. Mm -hmm. that, that's what stood to me. Thanks, guys. The, the point here, it, it's different for everyone, but I would say that everyone that went, that went, that was honest with themselves, met with the Lord. Uh, I'm sure there are people, and I don't, you know, you hate to say it, but Maybe some people went and didn't, and they came home and they went, why did I just spend that money? And that's a real shame because there was a real opportunity um, to, 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 to meet Jesus and to be his hands and feet in Phoenix. Our, the mission with others was phenomenal, and there was all, that was just the one that we were doing. There were way more of these missions that were happening all across Phoenix, uh, soup kitchens, things like that. Like NYC 
there's some, there, sometimes people think that I'm just sending my kid to a concert, I'm just sending my kid to a church with more people. Well, the reality is, is that this is an event that, yes, we gather together for worship services, but we also go out into the community and make a, a huge, imagine 9,000 people, you know, going out with the intention of being the hands and feet of Jesus and doing something good in the community. It, it changes cities, places that NYC has happened, those cities request us to come back just because of the impact and the love that the church showed the community. And, and that says an awful lot. I didn't go to NYC as a kid, as a student. I only went in 2015 because I became the NYI president and I got a kick in the butt and said, you have to go. I think, and it, I think it's growing on them. It, it, but it really was, I really had no idea. I thought this is a big fancy concert why are we spending so much money? And even this last time, I looked at 52 students at $2,000, over $100,000 from Nazarenes in Atlantic Canada. That's, you know, is that our district budget? You're on the district advisory board. I know you can't say, but, um, but that's gotta be some kind of close. I, I, and for that money to go out, and that money's gone off our district now, right? That money's gone. And, and you look at investment and you wonder, is $100,000 going to the Nazarene church here and shipping us off to Phoenix and flights and food and, and all that, is that really worth that kind of money? Every penny. Every penny. Every I am convinced, I've, I'm convinced it is worth it because I've seen lives changed. I can't go into detail and I won't go into detail other than to say I got a text message from someone that the Lord is calling and it happened there. Well, part of it, you know, there's, it's been a journey, right? And, other, and not just that person, other kids have come back and they're not the same. And leaders have come back and they're not the same. It's, it's worth it. Um, so, I, you know, I still wanna just open it up for questions from you and if you guys wanna share anything else. Um, but I want you to know and I, I would love to say it to every church, and, and I, maybe I'll need to make a video and send it, but I want to thank you, Oxford, for um, dealing with us every time there was a fundraiser and eating all the ice cream and the blueberries and, and buying your own things off of, uh, you know, off of uh, Lindsay's, right? Like, you... You give, a, you give a lamp and then you buy it back, but that's all right because the money's going to help the teens get to Phoenix. And then when she asks for something else, you give the same lamp back and you buy it back again. And, and bef you know, but, but you guys made an impact. And I hope that the teenagers and that, that you realize just how important you are to your local churches, that these people believe in you so much so that they kick you out of the country and to go meet with Jesus because they believe that he was going to meet with you there. Uh, and to me, that's really cool. So I really want to thank you. And I've said, it, I've said it a lot, but we really do. And I wish there were more people here to make a louder noise. Um, we really owe Lindsay an awful lot because she organized this on behalf of Oxford. She, she did all the, she did it all. And so can we just thank Lindsay for doing this? Four more years, four more years. <laughs>
Oh, uh, I will say, just because I love talking. Um, I had, there were, th there were three things that stood out to me um, with NYC where I went, this was worth it. And one of them was odd. Uh, Richard Gorrell, who came, Richard and his wife May came because their grandson, um, they just, they needed to come. For him to come, they needed to come. And, and that was great. And their grandson, Cole, awesome kid, awesome kid. They were everywhere at everything with him. The music was unbelievably loud. And that was the worship music. When the concerts happened, it was like a whole other level of loud. My whole body shook. At one point, I wondered if I was having a seizure. <laughs> like, oh, you liking this? Yeah. And, and it, was, it was unbelievably loud. And you'd, you'd have conversations later with the leaders. What? That was loud, huh? And, and I remember talking with Richard and May about it, because I think at one point they might have slipped out just to kind of be outside of the volume. But everywhere that, that Cole needed to be, they made sure he was there. But uh, it was during one worship service, and it was there, you know, there was new music, and it was um, youthful and loud and rocking and all that. And I looked down the line at our leaders, and I saw Richard. Who Rich, Does anyone know Richard Gorrell here? Um, I'm trying to think how old Richard might be. He's, he's my family. Um, yeah, but he's probably in his, he's in his 70s. And, and I looked over and Richard was standing up, eyes closed and arms raised, praising God. And I didn't expect, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't expect that the leaders would meet with God in a really powerful way. I, and I looked at Richard and I'm like, this man is setting the example. It's so outside of what he's used to. It's loud, it's new music that I don't know, Brad, I don't know. And it doesn't matter because God is present and Richard's gonna praise. And I thought that man is teaching me right there, Lord, you are good and you are so worthy. And, uh, and Reed Primo, who's not here, similar story though. I remember leaning back and looking down the line at people and Reed was, being Reed, he was standing on a chair and, and sitting on a wall. It's hard to describe, it's an arena and so he found a way. <laughs> but, but Reed just had his hands and he was worshiping and it didn't matter what everybody else was doing. Reed was focused on the Lord and, and it blessed my heart. You know, the other thing was just being able to talk and get around with, with our youth from Oxford and with our youth from across the district. And, and I didn't get to talk to everybody as much as I would have liked, but my, um, my stepsister, Charlie, who hasn't grown up in the church, you know, ha um, th that's another story, but, but she went and and I asked her, why are you here? Similar to why, I, you know, similar to Mitchell, actually. Um, well, my mom made me. I didn't have a choice. And, you know, there was, a, there was some ups and downs. And there was a few days where, you know, and I, I can't give any real report. But I was just, I would, I would look every now and then. She's 16. No, 16. Why am I looking at all you? She, she's a teenager. 
she was born when I was 18. She's 16. And, um, and I was just looking, you know, like she was being exposed to something really real for her age group and seeing students responding. And, and I'm, I'm really, I was just, I was just thanking the Lord that he creates opportunity for us to meet with him. And, uh, and that, those are my highlights, guys. Uh, <clears throat> keeping kids from falling through the Grand Canyon was also, for real, a highlight. I want you to envision with me a big mass of people that walk as one. And it's rounded on the end. And you just imagine this big mass of people all running, running towards the edge of the grandest of canyons. Seeing people down below. You can't see them if you're not hanging over the edge, Nicole. Anyway, and, and you lay down the law and you say, do not get, uh, don't be any closer than a body's length away. No, be at least a body's length away from the edge of this canyon, please. Because in my brain, if you fall backwards while you're taking your picture, at least you're guaranteed to have enough room to fall backwards. So imagine now this big mass is moving and there's no barricades, there's no barriers. We'd seen that part, got our pictures, and now we're taking this tour of, uh, of the thing. We're walking alongside it and everyone's moving as this big mass. And then they see a nice picturesque spot with like, you know, there's the Grand Canyon. It comes to the cliff, but then there's like a rock that you could jump out to and just kind of like do one of these. And all of a sudden you see little offshoots and branches shooting off of this you know, mass of people, and it's kids, and it's leaders. It was not me. I was good. <laughs> I was good. Jury's still out on that one. And, and they're running towards the Grand Canyon. Uh, listen. I've been, you know, you know me in flying. Some of you have been on planes with me before, right? Nothing compared to the anxiety I felt with 52, 51, because I was number two, uh, of those people running at the Grand Canyon and wanting to take their selfies and the group, trying to move a group through there. Once we got there, I wanted to go. For five kilometers. A five kilometer walk. We only lost two people. <laughs> now for real, two, two, people, two people went to take pictures up ahead of us a little bit and then in their words thought 50 of us moved past them and they didn't notice. So they ran up further ahead thinking they would find us. So we get the group moving and then someone goes, hey, where's that person? And you know, you're a big group, so you're like, well, they must be at the front or the back. And by the time you do the search, uh, you realize that two of them are gone at the Grand Canyon. What are the options? Well, they're either in the canyon or they're somewhere in the woods, right? And which one, so eventually we pull the group off by the bathrooms and, um, and then, uh, actually, I had run up ahead, and I guess I didn't run far enough, but I ran up ahead, and then when we didn't find them there, three of us started running back through the trail. And you want to talk about nerve-wracking, running back through the Grand Canyon, looking over the edge, looking into the woods for two girls that no one can call because our cell reception, we had none, and we're so outside of our element. Our tour guide wants to just keep going. Apparently, that's an, a, that's an acceptable average. Um, of loss. Anyway, we we found them. Oh my goodness! When I when when I reprimanded them, 
I made mention of dying and of search and rescue if they ever tried it again. Um, so everybody was good after that. Everyone, I think, pretty much stayed together for the most part. Nicole, anyway. Oh, the, yeah, well, I wasn't. Apparently, we had a bus driver. While we were all doing that, our bus driver was on his bus doing circles in a parking lot because he was lost in the parking lot. I was on the bus. You were on the bus? What happened? In the, in the microphone. So like around the Grand Canyon, it's like a, it's kind of like a lodge thing and there's like gift shops and a, I don't know. And there's like little stores and stuff, but he didn't know his way around that part because he didn't have his tour guide and I guess they don't ever separate. So he was like, I don't know where to go if I don't have my tour guide friend. So we ended up looking up directions and he was just getting really frustrated and he was like, I think it's this way and I think it's this way. And then he didn't want to ask for help. <laughs> he didn't want to ask for help because he's like, it's my job. I'm not going to ask for help. <laughs> so we didn't ask for help. So it was probably like half an hour. We were just going in circles. And there's not very much space. Like you can only go like to so many places. Half hour spin in circles in a parking lot yeah. on a bus. But he, awesome. he felt really bad. He gave us like an extra half an hour in the gift shops just because of it. Is that? Never mind. That, that explains an awful lot. Uh, you know, the only other question that we really had was, would you recommend? And, and in the room tonight, I don't know that there's anyone. Casey, how old are you? You're 15? 19. You become an outer grade 12 in four years? What grade are you going into? Ah. Too old. Casey, you're too old. Alexis. 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 In a few years, you can go to something like this. How old are you, Alexis? Five years old? Cool. Harmony is old enough to go to the next one. That terrifies me. Especially if there was a Grand Canyon. Uh, my question would be, in four years' time, there'll be another NYC. I know this church will rally again because you have a long history of doing so and our churches across the district will do so for the teens that are coming. Would you recommend this? Yeah? This is something that we should be doing as a district and as a church. Would you guys say so? It's good for them to hear because they gave a lot of money, okay? Please tell them it was worth it. Yes? I'm getting head nods from everyone except Mitchell. Did he grunt? Well, that's all you can expect at this point. It's been a long day. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about at the end of our evening. Um, is there any questions for the group that maybe I didn't ask? We just kind of scratched the surface of the trip. A lot happened. Um, but if you've got any questions, now be the time to ask because they're never going to talk about it again. We're not sure why they won't, but, oh, please. Or if you guys have something that you want to just say to kind of put a nice bow on this. Something I thought was neat because walking with 52 kids, you tend to hear all kinds of different things. Um, something around here that we see, we see people that are somewhat homeless or homeless, and, but you always see them out begging. Um, in Phoenix, there were quite a few homeless people we saw, genuinely homeless. Um, they looked as though they were starving, clothing was falling off of them, and in the heat of the moment, all they were trying to do was desperately stay cool. So there was some vents outside of these buildings that would blow cold air, 
and some of these homeless people would be laying on these vents. And there was one person that we walked by early in the week and he was trying to reposition himself. And I don't know how many kids saw it, but I know a couple of kids I was walking with saw it. And he stood up and he had lost so much weight from starving that his clothing literally fell down. He was holding his pants up. And a couple of the kids had seen his bottom and they just looked at me and said, wow. And by the end of the week, some of these same kids were making up their own little care packages with stuff they had left over, like toiletry stuff and some of them we were given these cooling towels that have new technology that if you get it wet it doesn't matter the temperature it automatically gets super cold and some of these kids were putting it into this care package and as we were walking dropping off these care kits just to some of the homeless people that we walked by to get to certain events and i thought that was pretty neat because you don't see that a whole lot around here so for the kids that were with us that was a real eye-opener for quite a few of them so I thought it was interesting. Thanks, Nicole. That's really cool. Um, I think something that was really, um, that I like took home with me was there were a lot of Nazarene universities there promoting their schools. And I think stopping at their booths and talking to them was super useful, especially for me going into grade 12 and still not really knowing what I want to do, where I want to go. I think it was super useful, and I think after talking to them, I like definitely want to consider going to a Nazarene university. So, and a, a, we toured Ambrose University, and they were all really nice, and they have a really nice campus. So. And you get a thousand dollar scholarship. And we get a scholarship if we go. Yeah, that was neat. So <laughs> that'd be cool. If they attend every every student that attended NYC, if they go to a Nazarene school, receives a thousand dollar scholarship. Which is, you know, if let's say all 9,000 of them decide to go, that would be crazy. Uh, and, and they're talking about doing more things like this, uh, incentives for our Nazarene schools, things at rallies and camps and stuff like that, that if you go to, uh, then it will benefit you to attend a Nazarene university, which is phenomenal. Um, anybody else? Uh, I learned as well that it's not just ministry work at the universities. Mm -hmm. They have biology, they have chemistry, they've got all different types of courses that you can take so even if the kids don't choose to go into ministry it's not just about ministry with at the at the nazarene universities yep this testimony time sponsored by ambrose university <laughs> it was eye for me. oh there you go yeah absolutely everybody over on that side anything left to say have we said it all caden bring us home uh i just want to say thank you to the church for helping us get here just want to say thank you absolutely well ladies gentlemen it's been a trip <laughs> and now it's over <laughs> see you in four years well ladies and gentlemen that's been our episode for today and hope that you enjoyed it and remember until next time keep spiritually fit and have fun <laughs>